should we start the should we start it already let me just uh i'm making a note of all of the of all the music videos i want to talk about for our topic let me just write these down real quick give me like uh five seconds sure. or, or maybe 30. I'll give you all the time you need as doug writes down his name i don't know if you can hear me but as doug write down writes down his name i continue the grind that is web development This is Doug, and we also have Doug Klinger. I am. I'm here too. Uh, and you're listening to episode eight, season two of the Filmed Insert podcast, starring, well, hosted by, I guess, Doug and Adam. Uh, and uh, we we star. We're the stars. We're the stars. And uh, so, Doug, uh, how you doing? I'm I'm super great. How how was your break? Good. I, we are coming. This is the week after Thanksgiving. Uh, this, it is. This will be airing, and and we're recording it. And yeah, I had a great Thanksgiving. I was down in Florida, and doing uh, your doing your thing, doing my thing, and I'm back up in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And you were also in Florida. I I did. I remained in Florida. Good. Uh, that's good. It was good. It it was it was the same. Um, hot. Yes. Uh, nice and hot. Well, I I wouldn't call it hot. I would say that this is. It's it is desirable weather for this time of year. Um, sure. For some, there are some very cold people who are like, "What?" But the I guess the the important thing is we took a week off last week and we're back talking about music videos we're, this we're week. We're back talking about music videos, and you you know what I wanted to talk specifically about music videos before we get into our our, our interview. What Do you know, I I want to talk about celebrity appearances in music videos. I love that. I love celebrity appearances. In anything, um, and I love celebrity appearances in music video. And I understand that you have some shiny examples. Uh, I've got some good ones. First, what I want to say though is that um, I, I find these very interesting because um, one of the things that we've come to learn um, about um, music videos is that oftentimes the budget is very small. Correct. And um, what what I'm finding is the bigger name people showing up in music videos. All of my examples come from a time when that was well, most of my examples at least come from a time where that really wasn't the case. Right. So like a lot of like Michelle Gondry and um, Spike Jones music videos during that time is when you were seeing a lot of the celebrities in music videos because um, celebrities are expensive and and not necessarily uh gonna make gonna make or break your music video um but let's get into some examples shall we shall uh we shall i believe i, I believe you great. have some prepared well yeah the, I, I guess what what made me want to talk about this was thinking about one of my which is one of my all-time favorite videos which is the fat boy slim weapon weapon of choice video right. featuring uh christopher walken 
And uh, what's Directed that? By that's Spike a, Jones. It's a Spike Jones video, right? I I always get can't remember if that's Jones or Gondry, um, but yeah, Spike Jones. And um, you know, in the case of that video, it, it probably doesn't work with any other person on the planet. You know what I mean? Like that video is because it's Christopher Walken doing that stuff. Like that's what that music video is. But oftentimes, when you see celebrities in music videos, they're they're featured. Uh, you know, there's, you know, pr- probably one of the most famous is the Paul Simon Call Me Al video with Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. um, which has kind of been updated in a sense by Zach Galifianakis um, in the uh, Fiona Apple video that he did. Right, um, which is a great video. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Very similar where like the artist is standing there silent next to a comedian who is mouthing the words of the video. Um, but then he also do, uh, did a Kanye West video where he does the same thing, which is one of the official videos for the song. So, so, um, but even in the sense when it's like not, um, like someone who's able to carry a video on their own, like even if it's just like the person kind of playing a part, they're still kind of featured in the video, like in the, um, the Eminem Love the Way You Lie with uh, Megan Fox. Yes, definitely. Also very featured. Like, I don't think that she would be able to carry a video the way that Chevy Chase or Zach Galifianakis or Christopher Walken can, where you kind of just put them on camera and they do their thing. I mean, Christopher Walken ends up flying through the air at the end, but you don't need that in that music video for it to be awesome. Do you have any? Do you have any that you... Oh, I do. I do. Because... Well, you know, there's, you know, you mentioned the high budgets, um, and you're right, a lot of the sort of classics of what we're talking about took place in the 80s and 90s. Um, Things like, you know, the Mary Jane's Last Dance, the Tom Petty video with Kim Bassinger, um, the, you know, Alicia Silverstone and the two Aerosmith videos, Crying and something else. Uh, Crazy. Crazy, yes. Was she, was she, no, was she already famous a little bit. Now that's the thing that I that I think is really interesting because a lot of these celebrity appearances are bef- before they're before they're famous. I think yeah. the the most famous instance of that is Courtney Cox appearing in the Bruce, Sting- Bruce Springsteen video for Dancing in the Dark in 1984, um, which is directed by Brian De Palma. Um, it's a live video, and it's pseudo. It's not a real live performance, but it's made to look like that. And he goes the entire song. He's just performing the song. But then, as they usually usually did live at the end, he would pull a girl up to dance with him. And it was Courtney Cox, and you you could hardly recognize her. It's one of the first things she was ever in. She was never in anything. Never had a speaking role or anything like that. Brian De Palma casted her specifically for that role. She's got really short hair. Um, but it's one of those rare instances where a music video actually was the person's first uh, first break because it was a really popular song and a really popular video. And and sometimes you'll catch a, you know that that'll happen sometimes in you know it'll be a video that already has this you know because sometimes you have to when you have a celebrity in your music video other than those few times where it's Chevy Chase or Zach Galifianakis where you have to kind of like script a little movie mm-hmm. and you have to like get actors and actually write lines for them even though you don't hear them um and so you'll end up like with people who become famous later who are also in these videos like you'll go to these websites that like top 10 best celebrity appearances in music videos and uh 
and they'll be you know you'll think like oh only alicia silverstone is in the crying video and then you see that like steven dorf was also in it like before he was i guess he's not really famous but josh haraway is in it or just yeah, Holloway. Holloway. Holloway, yeah, Holloway. It would be sweet uh, if Josh Haraway. Yeah, was exactly. he'd probably be like ten years old. He's like, but um, yeah, I mean, like, there's, I mean, there's a lot of really good examples of that. Like Hugh Laurie, who everybody knows as House, uh, played a role in the Annie Lennox video for Walking on Broken Glass in 1992. Um, a very young Angelina Jolie was in Rock and Roll Dreams uh, Come True, the Meat Love video in 1993, and. Um, one of my favorite ones is uh, God, I remember. Uh, oh, Nicole Kid, Nicole Kidman, a 1983 video for I've never heard of this song in my life, but I came across it. Pat Wilson's uh, "Bop Girl" in 1983. She was only 15 years old, obviously way before any of her, yeah, any of her later fame. Apparently, Johnny Depp is in a Tom Petty video too. I and Keanu Reeves is in a bunch of videos. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then sometimes, so now, that's like the primary thing I want to talk about. But there are like two other possibilities of celebrities showing up in music videos that like I didn't really want to focus on, but like I guess we could re- at least talk about their existence. And that is uh, one, just like a cameo, like a quick little shot, like Aziz in um, the Jay Z Kanye West video, right. like just really quick in there because. Like they're probably not even getting paid for that. Like yeah, that's the just video is Otis, to... yeah, and the and for Otis, yeah, of course. And the um, yeah, and I think that's more of a kind of a, a modern thing where it's a lot of times it's the friends of of the yeah. People it happens a lot in rap videos. Oh yeah. Um, and then another example of celebrities showing up in music videos, and I didn't want to talk about this because the line is really blurred. And that is if it's a music video f- for um a song off a movie soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you have like, so like, you know, sometimes you had, what was it, an Isaac, <laughs> you had an Isaac Rents video, um, the one where he, with um, Topher Grace and Anna Faris. Right. And, uh, um, oh, uh, which was uh, Take Me Home Tonight from the movie Take Me Home Tonight. Oh, uh, what was that song? It was, uh, it wasn't Don't Take You Want Me? me? Yeah, don't you want me? Right, I think it was, and um, so like Tover Grace and Anna Faris, arguably they're in that video, but again, they're probably not getting paid by the music video budget. Like that's probably part of their um, deal with the, you know, for the movie itself. Right. You know, that's probably wrapped into that. Um, you know, because then you, the, you know, then it goes beyond that, and you've got like. A song that ends up being on a music video soundtrack and it's like they shot a music video that took into took the fact that it was going to be part of the movie soundtrack into consideration not at all like just completely ignored the fact that it was part of the music video and then like it because they wanted to promote the movie they decided to just like cut in clips <laughs> of the movie like no grace at all in in the way that they do it it's just, it's just like and one clip it's Babyface and Eric Clapton, and then the next clip it's it's John Travolta with wings, and uh, and you know it's just <laughs> I hate no, those videos. I really hate nothing. Those and you know, occasionally you'll like they'll like loosely tie it in, so like they'll be stealing TVs or something, and like on the TV is the movie <laughs> or something like that. Uh, 
Yeah, they tried it a little creative ways to work it in. You don't see that. You don't see that as much anymore. Uh, I went to a con- a Josh Groban concert in 2004, and he had just released the song "Remember," which was on the um, Troy soundtrack. Or yeah, Troy. <laughs> um, and at his concert, he had a big screen, and he sang it. And there were movie clips of Troy behind him while he sang the song. <laughs> I was so I was. It was a I love when it's moment. something that's like so it's like they like two things that like don't have anything like <laughs> the song the song fits for like one specific scene in the movie like where you know like J, like what's the first thing you think Josh Groban oh men in armor fighting <laughs> exactly for yeah. sure like well it's like for, yeah, that's funny there's one you know there's one more video that I wanted to talk about this because it's just so ridiculous um and yes, I think there's definitely videos like the Chevy Chase and the Paul Simon, you can call me Al video where it's like, hey, it's Chevy Chase in a video. But then there's the videos that go out of their way to cast just ridiculously well-known stars to kind of as a little bit of a power play. And you don't see that anymore, really. But I think the best example of that is the Michael Jackson Remember the Time video. Oh, uh, Eddie Murphy. With Eddie Murphy and Magic Johnson. Oh, no, Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson. Look it up and watch the video. It's definitely Magic Johnson. Okay, let's, we're gonna Google this live on the air. Michael Jackson. There's a one. There's a one-on-one video. One-on-one basketball video. What is this? Oh, Jam is the stats. The song they're right. calling it the short. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's them. It's them it's playing magic. basketball together, which is oh my god, this is horrendously awkward oh no and for some reason the the which they did a lot in the 90s uh the basketball court is lit like bat the set of batman oh like so dark so dark with blue light coming from yeah that's how people play basketball exactly yeah so yeah so wow michael jackson enjoyed basketball players i guess but oh yeah he he enjoyed things uh we 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 won't (laughs) I guess today's not the best day to dump on Michael Jackson. So no, we won't. no, no. He's 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 been through enough already. Well, his his Conrad Murray was sentenced to four years in prison. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Um. um so anyway, uh, I've got I've got a bunch more, but I think we kind of yeah. No, there's a lot. Them. I mean, there's a ton. You know, there's some that like intentionally cast a ton of celebrities to almost like be a joke. We didn't even talk about Julia Roberts in the Dream Girl, Dream Girl music video. But you know, there's more. There's more important things to now get to. Uh, specifically, our interview with Kevin Slack. Yes, we have an interview with Mr. Kevin Slack, who is a music video director. Um, awesome guy. He has directed. Uh, actually, has kind of grown with the band, Gaslight Anthem. Um, its first video was for their song. Um, I'd have called you Woody Joe. He also did the video for Old White Lincoln, and most recently, he did the video for. Uh, bring it on for the gaslight anthem which was played on mtv he's also directed the um really fun video for jillian visco you are a mountain as well as some other things you can check him out on the site to see his videography uh and kevin was uh, really fun to talk to so uh let's check it out our interview with music video director kevin slack
well. My name is Kevin Slack, and I'm a music video director and a, a filmmaker and freelance editor, and, um, and uh, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> now you're you're based out of New York, correct? I am. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, we. I'm an East Coaster. That's right. We we talked to. Um, I'd say. What do you say, Doug? Like ninety percent of the people are on are on the West Coast. Um, but that we, sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's always interesting when we talk to, um, you know, music videos directors in New York, because um, you guys have have a really interesting sort of group of you know clients uh, there for music videos. How how do you get a lot of your work? Is it through uh, connections or or, or um, do you reach out to bands? How does that work? Um, it's been well. I mean, at first it was definitely reaching out to bands on my own. Um, luckily enough, I knew, um, I mean, the first ever music video I did was for the band, the Gaslight Anthem, um, which, uh, it was like in 2006, it was a black and white video and, uh, sort of just, uh, messing around. I just, they didn't even know I was shooting. I showed up at their show and just shot with my friend, uh, my friend Joe. And, um, so I was lucky to have that connection and then I built a relationship with them and, um. I've been doing a bunch of their videos. So for them, it was sort of, uh, after that first one, it was just building a, a friendship. So it wasn't even like, it was just kind of a mutual thing. Like, yeah, we'll do the next video. Um, and then, uh, a few other artists have come to me, like the Jillian Visco girl, she approached me and, um, it's been a lot of, so it's been a little bit of both. Um, lately I've been hustling a bit more and trying to contact bands and managers, you know, myself, um, but I've also been lucky enough to have lately been, you know, having people come after me. Um, so I've been submitting treatments to, to labels and stuff and a lot of times it doesn't work out, but, um, it's, it's very flattering when they, when you get an email, you know, asking to submit a treatment. Nice. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that, you, you know, you, the first Gaslight, Gaslight Anthem video, you just shot because you wanted to basically. And, and, uh, they didn't even know you were doing it. And and now essentially your uh, your most recent video that that's li uh, live now is also for them. Um, so right, basically, they've right. been with you for your whole career, um, which is kind of and rare. Vice versa. Right, right, exactly. And 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 so, uh, what is it like to kind of grow with the band? Um, it's uh, well, in their case, it's been pretty amazing because they're also one of my favorite bands, even if I didn't know them. Um, so that's been been pretty great been pretty uh lucky to be able to do a video for a band i like you know a lot of times directors just do the videos because it's a job you know they don't necessarily even like the song so um in that aspect it's been great and um you know that first video um which on youtube has a surprising amount of hits on it that black and white one um because it's honestly kind of a piece of crap <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh there's maybe 15 people you know in, in that basement in new brunswick new jersey and uh, that's just how many people were at that show. So I've I've been been with them since they were playing to nobody, you know. Um, and now they're they sell out every show they play. So uh, I was very lucky to, to to know them early on, you know, kind of ride their <laughs> ride their coattails. And what has that done as they've you know gained traction and gone from you know the first one you did to the latest one? Uh, budget wise, has has it basically just kept going on up and up and saying you know let's just keep continuing to top the last one in terms of production values and, and the whole music video? Uh, sort of, you know, it's been, 
it, it, it has been an interesting story with them because um, I did two videos. I did this other one, I Called You Woody Joe, which was just us walking around Nasbury Park, you know, no, no money involved. Um, and then uh, and then they got signed to Side One Dummy Records. Before that, they were on like a little local label. Um, and at the time, Side One, I didn't really have any... Uh, I didn't really have any clout or any other music videos under my name, so they didn't want to throw money at me, you know, because I, I hadn't really proved myself yet. So they actually had uh, another director do their their first kind of big video that had money involved. Um, and so finally, it came back came back my way, and and then I did, uh, or they called me for um, that old white Lincoln video with the the flyers and the you know the kind of animation, um, and. Uh, that had no money involved, <laughs> of course. Um, that's a whole other story as well with that video. But so yeah, between the first video was no money, and then this the the bring it on video. I think that was like a ten thousand dollar budget, um, which is actually still relatively small for for you know a band of their popularity. But um, so yeah, I mean budget definitely went up <laughs> from zero to ten thousand. There was no in between for 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 my videos with them. You know, I I had submitted treatments early on to the other the their first video they did on the bigger label, but they didn't they didn't choose it. So unfortunately, but it all worked out actually for the best, I think. So the um yeah the the gaslight anthem video, the old white Lincoln, is uh, is a really interesting video. It kind of re- reminds me of the um what is, what is that song by the Beatles, uh, "Free as a Bird," where they kind of, where it's kind of like you know going from you know one kind of wouldn't call them memories, but they're, you know, it's sort of like a compilation of different materials and and sure. and different uh, sort of mediums. You were that, and that's a really you know interesting concept that we really haven't seen a lot in music videos. Where where did that come from? Um, well, that video was uh, at the time I was um, working at a extras casting. I did like background casting for. TV shows and stuff, um, and uh, it was like a Friday, and, and the bassist Alex gave me a call and said, you know, we have this single coming out, it's going to be just for the UK release, it's called Old White Lincoln, and um, obviously I knew it, but, um, and he said, you know, we need a video by Monday, and uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's great, and he said, there's no money involved, um, even better, and so... Some, for some stupid reason, I agreed to try to figure out how to do something. I, you know, frantically called my friend Joe Mazziarski, who I work with a decent amount, and um, we just came up with this idea. Um, you know, I said it would be cool to just sort of... They had this whole 50s style going on, um, sort of theme in their band, so I said it would be cool, you know, if we had all these flyers up that look like from the 50s, and um, we kind of just winged it, and they, they had sent us footage from Australia that they had shot from a live show, and um, and then uh, the guy Joe knew knew an editor who could kind of do that because I, I can't do that. I think we used Motion, and I don't know that program at all. Um, so I, we were lucky to just sort of uh, know people that could help us out. And we sat in an editing room for for two days straight, um, actually at MTV where he worked at the time. And so that was kind of a mess of a video, and it, it's uh, um, it turned out you know pretty well for for two days. But you know the audience doesn't know the process, so I don't know. I don't know how it was received, really. I mean, I think the band was thrilled for, for the such short notice, but uh, I wonder if you could just like 
further clarify what you mean when you say like no money is involved. I mean, is that like a literal term? Like, is there literally no money involved? Zero dollars. <laughs> literally for that, there was zero dollars involved. In fact, it cost me money sort of because I had to print everything and, <laughs> you know, rent a, uh, uh, still camera at the time. And so yeah, zero, literally zero dollars. And I can't, That's- I can't believe you guys went with uh, a such a sort of graphics heavy uh, concept uh, for such a short notice. Was that influenced by yeah, I mean, influenced by them move. not being there? What's that? It, it sounds like they were away at the time. Was that influenced by them not being you know close by so you can? Grab? Yeah, no, that it, that wasn't an option. They were in, they were in uh, they were in L.A. actually at the time, and and there was no way that was going to happen. So and the label. I mean, there's more sort of uh, politics involved with that video a bit. They had another video that they had to shelve, and so they just needed something. Um, yeah, but there was there was nothing they could do. I mean, if I didn't do that, they wouldn't have had a video. Mm-hmm. So, but because of that, you know, down the road, then I ended up getting to bring it on video, which was a legit thing. So, um, you know, you got to pay your dues, I guess. Plus, you know, I love those guys, so I, I would honestly do anything for them. So that was that really wasn't a problem at the time. Well, yeah. Well, I mean the the Bring It On video. I mean that, like I just mentioned on the site, it's been on MTV, it's been on on Fuse right. TV, it's been around the internet a lot. Um, what was the uh, you know you're working with a larger budget, um, probably a little bit more time and a little bit more leeway. Um, what was the process behind that? Was that something that the band wanted to do, or is that uh, that that concept for it come from you? Um, it was a little bit of both. It, you know, I. Uh, they asked me to do that video. Um, it was going to be the last single on that album. And then uh, I submitted a bunch of kind of weird ideas. I didn't really want to do a performance video at all. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I think a lot of music video directors would choose not to just because it's, uh, that's for the band, that's for the labels, you know, to, it's a commercial to show themselves playing, I guess. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm much more interested in, in a narrative or something really you know, interesting to watch as opposed to just the band playing. So I'd submit all these kind of really strange ideas. I don't really, I was watching a lot of uh, Michelle Gondry videos at the time, actually. And so I was, I thought I was him. <laughs> um, so I was submitting these kind of strange ideas and uh, they didn't like any of them. So uh, uh, Brian, the singer, it's, I mean, just a basic outline of like a storyline that he wanted. And it was just pretty straightforward. You know, he wanted, he didn't really have any uh, visual ideas for it. It was just strictly the story. So I just took that story and then I, decided that it would be much more interesting to just watch these these moments instead of, you know, if that had played out in live action, it would have been very, very melodramatic. Um, it would have been way too over the top, I think, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a soap opera. So that was just uh, how I saw those scenes playing out. Um, and, uh, and about three years before that, I remember seeing a commercial. It was much more elaborate. I think it was for like Samsung TV or something, and, and everything was frozen, and I thought that was so cool. Um, and it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, it's the easiest effect ever to do. So, um, it was pretty easy to pull off actually. Do you just tell everybody to freeze? Yeah. You just stand still. That's all it is, (laughs) which, which I feel like I shouldn't tell anyone that because I've had, I've had editors who really know what they're doing, get in the long arguments and I wouldn't tell them how we did it. And they, you know, they came up with these elaborate plans of how we did it. And there's like, they were like, Oh, you got to take a thousand photos in a row. And then you, you <laughs> zoom in. And, uh, we were like, no, nah, they just stand still. 
<laughs> so, I mean, if you look closely in some of them, you can definitely see people moving, or at least I can, because I've seen the video a million times. But, um, yeah, it's a pretty – I've seen it a few times now. I'm sure I was not – I mean, I know I wasn't the first to do it, and I'm sure I wasn't – I won't be the last. But, uh, in fact, it was in Source Code. I, know, I don't know if you guys saw that movie. Um, I did not know. Duncan we're, Jones we're, movie at the very end. What's that? I was just I was just gonna say that we were aware of it. We don't want to be pop culture noobs, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that that is because I watched that and and I feel like an idiot because I was like, how did they do that? Because they those guys can stand still real r- real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were pros. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, at the you know when Doug and I talk about music videos, we talk about sort of different. Um, repeating themes, I guess, and uh, we give them names, and one of them uh, is like we like to call the walk and talk, and that's oh, classic, yep. yeah, where we got somebody you know walking toward the camera, and either singing or you know making eye contact you know directly with the camera. Um, yeah, of course. And that's something that that you, you've used a lot. You've used it in the um, you know the Jillian Visco and the David. How- is it House or House? It is Haas. Haas, okay. David Haas video. Yeah. Um, is that? To, I mean, is that a sort of a music video effect that you're that you in, enjoy that you've wanted to incorporate? Uh, it is. I don't know. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> um, for the Jillian thing, it was again. It was like you know we have. She approached me and she had you know no money. She's a, she's like a singer songwriter in Brooklyn. She's not on a label or anything. Um, and. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I I had an idea that, um, you know, these animated things would happen around her. But I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that, really. I think it's it uh, has a little bit to do with being low budget. And uh, the Dave Haas thing was partly his idea as well. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know why people do that. Uh, to, to me, the, the Dave Haas video, it kind of seems like he's... Um... It always seems like he's like running at the camera, like as if, right. you know, and the light source is the, you know, seems like it's coming from the camera. And like, you know, I, you know, I always look at music videos like that where the artist is kind of engaged with the camera like that, uh, yeah. as if they're like make, you know, the, um, um, it makes me aware of, you know, kind of like the cameraman and the, you know, camera movement and stuff like that makes me aware of it. And I always uh, wonder why he, the cameraman doesn't help Dave, Dave Haas from getting beat up every time and and uh, why did it come to his rescue yeah i mean i feel like he should he should help them out maybe instead of just film him he's like the guy in cops or something like that i don't know I, right. I, I don't, and that's not really a question but i'm gonna turn it into one and, i do <laughs> love cops though okay great if we're that's, gonna if we're gonna be honest here i mean we i used to watch honest. that in college all the time that was all i did on saturdays i was such a loser during the course of the video that he gets pretty messed up but and it's i mean there's cuts in it but it feels like a one-shot video um yeah that, how, how did you yeah. guys i mean i assume that's makeup but how did you guys um kind of get that progression going where he didn't he's not as messed up at the beginning of the video as he is at the end how did you guys pull that off um well you know i i wanted it to actually i really when i first wrote the idea i wanted it to truly be one shot the whole time and i wanted him to progressively get you know, bloodier and bloodier, but that's pretty difficult to do um, without like a ton of special effects. And I didn't really want that. I wanted it to be sort of uh, realistic, I guess. 
Um, and again, uh, really no money. So, um, you know, resources were limited, but yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, we would get to a certain point where I knew we could, we could cut, um, in the song and then we have our makeup person come in and add some more makeup. And, um, you know, I think it worked well enough. I, um, you know, you can tell that when makeup is applied a little more, you know, if you really watch the video, you can see certain spots where, Oh, now he has more makeup on. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I wanted it to be, uh, I really wanted him messed up, to be honest with you. It wasn't, he didn't get nearly as violently messed up as I wanted, <laughs> but um, it was sort of uh, finding a balance with Dave, what he wanted and uh, what we could actually pull off and um, without looking ridiculous. And why, the, and it, it's it's an interesting concept. I mean, the 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 guy just gets the crap kicked out of him during the courses. Where, I mean, where did that, that come from? And why well, did you guys... Well, to be honest, it, it's pretty, uh, it, it really does in a way follow the song. I mean, he wrote, he wrote that song for a friend that was, uh, I think having like major drug problems and, you know, lost his job and basically life was kicking his ass. And so I just took it in a literal sense. And I told Dave, like, it would be fantastic if, you know, out of nowhere, all these people were just kicking your ass over and over again and you couldn't get up and, you know, in the song, Dave is singing to his friend. He's like saying, you know, come on, kid, I, you know, I'll help you out. Um, you know, you can get up from this. You can beat this kind of thing. So um, it really isn't a stretch from the lyrics um, at all. But I just I took it much more literal. And where, um, where are you guys? Where is that uh, location? That was in uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey, which I've shot uh, three videos in now. You mentioned that the you know the video and the lyrics kind of mirror each other. Um, how often does uh, you know how often does the song you know play a part into your music video, and how often are you just going in there with your own idea ahead of time? Um, usually, the lyrics for me play at least up front for the first treatments or so play a pretty huge part. Um, if if possible, I always try to get the lyrics so I can see what 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 they're trying to say in the story in the story um you know I, i've uh i remember for one of the gaslights i mean i gaslight uh videos that i submitted treatments for we we didn't even get the song at the front um so that's pretty impossible um just submitting submitting ideas based on nothing um so i try to get as much information as i can and then then you find out you know you submit a treatment and then they they sort of give you uh you know, this isn't where we're looking more for this or, you know, we definitely don't want that. Um, and so uh, for me, it plays a big part. I love having having the lyrics, um, not necessarily that I'll follow them, but so I have an idea, like what sort of tone they're looking for, or, um, you know, what, what kind of vibe they want. You've got uh, some short films to your name. Um, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just wondering what, uh, you know, doing both music videos and and doing short films, what gives you the better, I guess, exposure? I mean, when you put your both of the both of those works out there, both in terms of places to to put it, you know, like uh, film festivals and the feedback you get back, what would you say is the thing that you're known mo most for? Um, well, exposure-wise, at the moment, I mean, definitely music videos because. Um, Right now, you know, my mom has seen my short films, and that's <laughs> pretty much about it. Um, so, I mean, I did this film recently called The Drought, uh, 
which we we just finished a few months ago and that's been submitted to all the festivals but you know up until now no one's seen it and and even when it it does get exposure like a general audience isn't really going to see that film ever you know um you know eventually i'll put it on vimeo and stuff once once it's done with festivals but short films are more for uh to get my name out there in the industry than more so than having an audience see it and the music videos i'm hoping that you know they can they get a lot of views online or they play on MTV or whatever, which is rare, but, um, you know, so so definitely music videos for exposure, I think. Do they work independently of one another or are they kind of, you know, are you trying to get your name out there in the industry through music videos and so you can, you know, branch out into further, you know, kind of like story-based, not necessarily music-based stuff? Um, Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, Unfortunately, there's no, I mean, I want to direct feature films. That's, that's my goal. Um, so unfortunately there is no real direct way to do that unless you're, you're, you're lucky, you know, you have a feature and you can get it funded and that's no easy task by any means. Um, so, uh, you know, one of the routes that a lot of directors have done, which I'm sure you've know, and, and a lot of other directors on your, your podcast have said is, you know, you do it through music videos and, and commercials and stuff, you know, like Fincher and, like Jones and Michelle Gondry, all these guys, they all did music videos first. Um, you know, it's still, that doesn't mean it's an easy route at all, but um, that's sort of the idea that I'm I'm trying to do. The Jillian Visco, uh, You Are Mountain video, I was wondering, how did you guys get that or create that effect? It's, it, I mean, the, it's, uh, was it like yeah, a rotoscope effect? Exactly, yeah. So uh, this guy, Michael Paisano, did it. Um, who also just did the titles of my new film. Um, not really relevant, I guess, but, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like frame by frame, like torture essentially. Um, and I, uh, so detailed. I know I, I am eternally grateful that he, I mean, that took him a long time to do it. It was very much like, there was no deadline to that video. It was just like, it, she approached me and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. There's no money, but I want to do what I want to do. And so she let me just kind of do that. And so we just took our time and I think it took him like three months of free, you know, he was just in his free time doing that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Um, I mean, you know, 24 frames per second. So it's like just drawing it over and over and over again. Um, so I mean, props to him. I couldn't do that. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) So are you, I don't have that kind of patience. Um, and when you, when you work with videos that have, you know, like you say, no budget, literally no budget, and you're having to, you know, get someone to help you and work, you know, endless hours on doing things that you know you, yourself you can't do, um, is it, you know, are they doing it, you know, for the same reasons to try to further their careers or are, are you having to pay some of them out of your own pocket? How does that work? Um, no, yeah, I think it's like, well, for, for that video, we did have a little bit of money for production in terms of like feeding some crew and, uh, you know, that was pretty much it really. Um, and gas to get around from Brooklyn to Jersey city. But, um, that was, he is a graphic designer. And so he, I found him through a friend and, and he just wanted a challenge. That was all that was, is he wanted to try something new. Um, so I lucked out and I was like, yeah, you know, give it a go. If it doesn't work out, I mean, to be honest, no one's going to see that video. I, I knew no one would really see that video. Um, 
you know, people that stumble upon my work will see it, but it's not going to ever get a mass like audience. Um, so, uh, I didn't, you know, I, I, I thought it'd be cool if you just took a chance on it. But yeah, I think a lot of times it's just people, uh, making connections. And I mean, that's how it is. Like with my short film, I, you know, a couple of people were paid a couple of like the key players were paid, but otherwise it was friends and you pull favors and, uh, uh, it's just a chance to work and, and meet and network with other people. Um, I think that's that's pretty much it. So out of artists who are active right now, is there anybody who you would really particularly love to direct a music video for? Um, well, I mean, I'd love to do, you know, like a Lady Gaga or Beyonce video, <laughs> but that's because, you know, the budget would be insane and millions and millions of people would see that. So that would be great. Um, but I'd love to do, you know, there's a lot of bands that I just have listened to since I was in high school. Like, uh, I'd love to do a video for like Hot Water Music or Saves the Day. Um, I don't know if you guys know those bands at all. Um, but a lot of, you know, I, I'm, so far I've worked with people that I've liked a lot in the music I've loved. Um, I haven't done a video yet where I, I hated the music. Um, so I've been really grateful in that aspect. Um, I do have a couple of treatments out now for some songs that I'm not too thrilled about. Um, but I do, of course, <laughs> I do, of course, hope I get the job. <laughs> um, Did you put that on the treatment? Like, I hate this song. I hate this but... song. <laughs> here's, here's the problem with this video is your song is terrible. <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't say that. I say, oh my God, this is, this is groundbreaking. This uh, this hip hop beat has never been done before. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I I, I just want to work with bands that I listen to on my iPod, um, you know, and of course, you know, the big bands that'll get me exposure. And are you still are the treatments you have out there? Are they still kind of like these Gondry esque treatments that you you know were submitting before? Or are you still trying to get that kind of go in that kind of direction? Or are you gonna try to get you know more? No, I mean, that's, um, no, not necessarily. Um, one of them is for, uh, a fairly mainstream, uh, artist. And so it's a lot of going back and forth with the label and, and sort of doing what they kind of want to do. And then me trying to sneak in little things that I can do to, so my, my soul isn't hurting. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, Gondry, that's, that's his own style. I don't, I don't think I have that in me. A lot of the stuff he does, you know, I don't, I don't think my mind works like that. Um, I admire the hell out of him that he can come up with these crazy ideas, but, um, no, I, I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't really have any like super, super weird ideas out there. I mean, I just did a video where a ghost is trying to find their lover, but the ghost is just like wearing a ghost costume. It's not supposed <laughs> to be, you know, realistic at all. Um, so that video is kind of silly. That, that's actually, that'll come out next month. That's just for a local band. But I would like to no, see I that. Think... That sounds, I, I, oh. I would enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, it sort of looks like it's either a KKK member or like <laughs> a woman, a woman in a burqa. Um, it's you could, strange. You could get publicity for something you never even intended. Just to, <laughs> just. Yeah, I'm sure the band would love that. You just cut the ghost hat. They love to be called a bunch of racists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you can put on your site, like, I've, I've, I've done a lot for the careers of a lot of bands. They've been labeled as racists. 
Um, right. Like it's all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, that would be good. Hey, <laughs> any 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 press is good press, right? Exactly. They yeah. do say that. Actually, I I. That just reminded me that you re- that you uh, replied to us on Twitter about the Jacuzzi Girls video, um, which you might say falls into the you know all press is good press video. Um, would you is ever? That... Which one was that one? That is was that the, the one um, with the talking, the talking vaginas. vaginas. Yeah. Oh man. Now you know the problem with that video is is that a new video or is that old? That's new. It is new. It's See the problem with that video. Oh, it's fan-made. Well, no one will ever watch that besides, I guess, well, actually, no, I take that back because people on the internet will totally watch that. <laughs> sure. um, uh, but, you know, the um, I'm sure you guys saw the, oh, man, I forget the name. What is it? Duck Sauce, the Big Bad Wolf video? Yeah, Keith Schofield video? Yeah, the, with the, the crotch faces. Yeah. I think that sort of stole its thunder there, for sure. Um yeah, that's the craziest video I've seen in a long time. And yeah, I'm also, that's... when I saw it, I was so angry that I didn't think of that. I mean, that's just crazy. Um, I know. It seems like such an obvious one. I guess, but what does that say about society? <laughs> it's like an right. obvious yeah, idea. The heads, up, heads for crotches, you're right. Right. Oh, I should have put my dick in your head. That would have been great. <laughs> I wish oh, I was there when you pitched that? that idea. Oh, man, to be a fly on the wall in that in that room. I mean, when you've got when you're working with labels and things like that. I, I mean, from everybody we've talked to, it seems like you know nobody's ever been like, uh, you know, it's like that. I can't remember that Nick Lowe song. You know, I love my label. Um, you know, nobody's ever like, oh, the the label for this band is you know, really improving this music video. Do they right. kind of exist to water things down? Um, well, you know, it's it is for them. It's completely a commercial. I think. Um, you know, and I, I, I guess if you're someone like Lady Gaga, for instance, you can do anything that's crazy. You know, they want that. That's because that's her persona. Um, but I think bands, I don't know if it's so much labels. I think it's a lot of bands too, that are like super nervous about looking dumb. They're really worried about looking stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, and so taking a risk is horrifying, I think. So when, uh, so they want to just, what I've seen is they will say, let's do something, let's do something crazy. Let's do something risky. And then you really start talking about doing that and they go, well, let's just do the performance part first. You know, let's just play in a warehouse. Um, cause that's never been done before. (laughs) And, uh, but it's safe and like, you know, people see it and their fans will love it and it's, it won't, it can't hurt them, you know? Right. But I guess people are really worried. Like that video, the the Big Bad Wolf video, could have been a disaster, you know. Um, but it totally paid off because it's been everywhere. It's like been the biggest video in you know the past few months. I was just gonna say I don't, I don't think the vagina video could be everywhere so much. No, I, no, the production there... the production value wasn't so good on that one. And plus, they're real vaginas. the interview pros that we almost called the podcast interview pros <laughs> but, it, but people would people wouldn't know what to uh what it what it is about we needed to be less less descriptive so we went with filmed insert 
That's right. Uh, as Doug Pound says, nobody's gonna know what the hell the filmed insert filmed insert is. Yeah, so. well, it's we'll take that as a badge of honor. You know, it's a badge of honor. It's it is a badge of honor. Um. Uh, so now I guess is the time of the show where we talk about picks and specific to this week. Let's do let's do the picks of the week. Now I've been going first for a while. You gotta give me some. Uh, I gotta go first, is what you're telling me. Yep. That's that's bullshit. I've had to do it like the last like three times. Don't don't you tell me what you've had to do and what you haven't had to do because, um. All right, you're right. You have done that, and I and I so I I'll go. Um, my pick is for um a really awesome. MC that you've probably heard of uh, named Childish Gambino um, known to others by the name Donald Glover he's a uh, rapper and an actor and uh, lots to, does lots of things involved in those two industries um, and and this music video is for for the days that he's a rapper um, and it's it's for um, a song called Bonfire of his new album Camp, which just hit stores recently. You should pick that up probably. Um, the first the first Donald Glover video or excuse me, the first Childish Gambino video kind of kind of just features him. It's like a it's like a like a very stylized kind of performance video. You know, there's a lot of like camera movement and stuff, but really it's kind of just Gambino in a in like a warehouse. Um, Donald Glover, the actor, is, like, hilarious. He's in a lot of funny comedy things. Um, whereas Childish Gambino, he's not, like, a joke rapper. He's not, like, a, um, uh, like a Lonely Island or anything like that. Like, he's, you know, there's, there's humor in some of his lyrics, but he's a regular, he's a regular rapper. Um, and I think that this... This video kind of further, it further is distancing himself, I think, from this like humor persona. It's like got like some horror elements to it and stuff. And um, I don't know, it's just a really awesome video. He he like he starts um, on the ground with a noose around his neck in camp clothes, and then he begins to um, run through the woods. He sees some fellow campers. And he's trying to shout at them, and they can't hear him because there is a killer with a noose in his hand approaching the campers. Um, and so that's kind of the premise of the video. I think it's kind of left for interpretation, but um, really awesome video. Check it out. Bonfire, Childish Gambino, directed by Dan Ekman. I like it. That's a great rapper named Childish Gambino. I like that name. You know, do you know how he came up with Childish Gambino? How? Um, there is a website that is, I think it's like called like Wu Tang Name Generator, uh, and you just type in a name, and it like you type in your name, and it gives you what your Wu Tang rap name would be. So on this website, he typed in Donald Glover, and he was given Childish Gambino. Wow. 
Now, it's a shame that community has been what is it been put on hiatus or or canceled. No, it's not been canceled. It's it's gonna pick up again maybe in the summer hmm. or something. They say like they're they're they probably they maybe will move it from Thursday night, like move it from that that block of comedy to somewhere else. Um, but NBC does weird shit. You know, they the last season of Parks and Rec there was only half a season. Yeah, and well, they I, like make make weird decisions with TV shows. I just finished reading Bill Carter's uh, sequel to the, the Late Shift, um, The War for Late Night, which was unbelievable. I highly recommend it to anybody. It was about the Leno Conan thing, but uh, but had a much wider scope. Went into all the different late night shows and then kind of the history of each. It was a really fantastic book. So if you're looking for a good book. Bill Carter, the war. Is it and and that relates because he gets into some NBC stuff in there. Is that what you're? Well, it's all NBC. Right, right. That's kind of what what I was. uh... And I hope they make a movie out of it because they made a movie out of the Late Shift that was actually really, really good. It was a made-for-TV movie. Um, Right. uh, Kathy Bates was in it, playing Helen Kushnick. It was a really great movie. So hopefully, I've heard Tilda Swinton uh, playing Conan is a possibility. So we'll see. (laughs) No. She, apparently she said she'd do it if she was asked maybe she was oh my god that would be so <laughs> awesome oh my god he would love that he would love that uh that would be so cool so what's your po dub my po dub i'll get through it quickly because i know we uh i love the conan talk because it's just such a fun topic but oh um, no we're gonna, i mean we uh, the way the audience hears that conan talk is going to be very short <laughs> what, so, you ju- what you just said is going to go right after me uh to ask if it's about NBC. So, so uh, anyway, I thought I'd go with the theme that we talked about earlier about celebrity vid- appearances and videos. And one of my favorite videos happens to have be all about a celebrity appearance, kind of, which is the 2003 video for the White Stripes, uh, Just Don't Know What to Do With Myself, which has a kind of a two-part celebrity thing. It's a celebrity director and a celebrity uh, person. The person who's directing it is Sofia Coppola, uh, Francis Ford, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, who's directed probably most famously uh, uh, *Lost in Translation*, um, and it is starring Kate Moss, who is a model, and the entire video is just black and white with her pole dancing. I mean, it's pretty much. Can I just can I just say that I'm very surprised that we just talked about Conan for like a year, and you picked a White Stripes video? I was convinced that you were going to pick the White Stripes video with Conan. Oh, you know, that's a gr- that's a great one. The Gondry video one, the one for the den- denial twist with the different perspective warping. But no, I'm going to go with this one. Um, although Clearly, because the song is playing and people hear it and exactly. you've already started. Well, and it's a no, it's not an original White Stripes song. It's a cover. Um, the David Hall, Burt Bacharach song, uh, Just Don't Know What to Do With Myself from 1964. Um, but it's, an, it's sort of a... Obviously, since the White Stripes circa 2003, it's a heavy rock version of it. Um, but anyway, they, Sofia Coppola does a great job of um, playing with the lighting, playing with the movement of Kate Moss and the whole energy of the song, because the energy really ebbs and flows. As you're hearing right now, it goes really hard and then kind of gets softer and builds itself up. And um, It's just an interesting concept for a video, and... And I think it was just too unknowns. It wouldn't have the same kind of impact. The whole 
uh, story around the video was you know these two famous people you know Sofia Coppola kind of slumming it going down you know she's a feature film director but doing music videos as well so that is my pick of the week White Stripes just don't know what to do with myself I'm sure our um, large fan base of music video directors is going to really appreciate you calling it solemnity. I don't think they have a problem with that at all because every one of them, almost every one of them, says they want to do features. Maybe, except, oh, actually, Robbie Starbuck did say he wanted to do features. All of them want to do features. That's a, it's it's a true. stepping stone. It's true. And there's and there's a really good uh, music videos is definitely one of those paths. I mean, you know, George Lucas never made music videos, but Michelle Gondry did, obviously. Uh Who's the guy who directs the Transformers movies? He made a lot of awful music videos in the 90s. So it's a Michael Bay. Michael Bay. He made a lot of music videos. So uh, And Brian De Palma. Uh, like you said, Bruce Springsteen music video. And Stop Making Sense a concert documentary, I believe. So anyway, there's a... Those but, directors always do those concert documentaries, though, just like his like a pa- passion project. Yeah, like, like Martin Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, I really just like want to put thirty cameras in front of the Rolling Stones, which is dumb. I, I don't, th- I don't like the Rolling Stones. I don't give a shit about them. No, but you, re- the Last Waltz is a really good movie. However, whatever. I think we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we probably can. You don't like the Last Waltz, though. Is that what you're saying? What is that the documentary they made? No, 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 no. That's a different movie. I hate the Rolling Stones one too. But the Last Waltz is an older movie about the band that he did in like the seventies, and it's got. Oh, I've like, never even heard of that one. I should check it out. And and you know, uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, wrapped. It's wrapped. We're wrapped. Um, Another episode of the Film Desert Podcast, starring Doug and Adams in the can. As you can see, during the video, we edit out all the all the crap where we completely screw up. Um, <laughs> that's fine. That's uh, that's our that's our whole thing. That's like our signature. Um, Nobody will ever know that. <laughs> I want to also until I blog about it. <laughs> oh man! Please do blog about it. Um, we'll give you the raw recordings of this as, as well, so you can right, right. Just pull out all this stuff. That, you can just basically feature the stuff that we pull out.